You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, it's Jamie McDowell and I'm your host of Esme Business here on Pet Life Radio Network and I am I'm happy to be back. Hope that you have been enjoying our show. We have had uh, God, tons and tons of cool, awesome, smart, bold, killer guests because the pet industry has a lot to offer, a lot more than treats and food and combs and brushes and dog walks. It has all of these people that are behind all of those things that are very cool people who are doing very cool things. And Pets Mean Business is a way for us to connect the dots between the stuff that people as pet owners think about and know about to the people who are making all of those things happen. Uh, The pet industry is growing and growing and growing. It's just huge. We're hitting uh, 60 billion. I think it's going to go. I think we're, I've heard some rumblings about 70 billion. Regardless, it's big. It's big and it's newish, right? It's kind of a new industry. We've, uh, We've, we've only really been hitting our stride, I'd say, for the last decade or so. Prior to the last decade, it was really kind of fringy, terribly fragmented. That fragmentation is changing. People who people are connecting more. Obviously, there's a lack of fragmentation in many industries due to the, the interwebs. But the pet industry, I think, in particular, because it's people working with pets, and if you don't have pets, you can't really connect to that concept, and so it becomes even more fragmented and more fringy. But because of all of the things that are happening in the world and people coming together in more significant ways, the pet industry industry is becoming and being taken more seriously as of late. And again, that's why we're here on Pets Mean Business, so we can learn about, well, why all that stuff is happening and how cool it all is. So I've had great guests. Today's no different. I have a great guest. In fact, today is our first international guest. I think it is. I believe it's our first international guest. Not just international. We're talking other side of the world as an international. I have a New Zealander coming to us today. So let me tell you about my guest. And, uh, and and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and meet her because she's awesome. Her name is Fiona Robertson, which, by the way, is just a cool, sexy New Zealand kind of name. Fiona Robertson. I can't wait to hear her accent. She is a New Zealander and she's also an entrepreneur and she is the founder of Newflans. It's a pet supplement company. And what she does is she specializes in all natural, ethically sourced and ethically produced products. And, you know, as with so many of our pet industry entrepreneurs that we meet and that we know on this show, her journey began as a quest to mitigate a medical problem and increase the quality of life for her own dog, whose name is Rosie, who's a Newfoundland. Get it? Newfoundland, Newfoundland. She'll tell you all about it. So after she was trying so hard to help her own dog and searching for the right supplement, there was none. So she, being an entrepreneur at heart, which again is what most people find when they finally stumble upon that, that passion project, that she is a, being an entrepreneur of her own. She manufactured her own product and New Flans was born. So today, Fiona will be joining us from the North Island of New Zealand, just south of Auckland. And uh, it's going to be great. So after these bold and smart messages from our sponsor, we'll come back and just listen to Fiona talk because, you know, she's from New Zealand and that's just a cool accent. So we'll be right back, everybody. At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hardworking ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. 
Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. And we have, uh, we have Fiona is here. And I'm so excited. Fiona, I already talked all about how awesome you are because you live in New Zealand and you're a Newfoundland person and you're an entrepreneur and you're taking your time out of your busy day to come and hang out here and talk about pets and business and entrepreneurship and stuff. So welcome to Pets Mean Business. Thank you so much, Jamie. I feel so humble. What an awesome introduction. That's just, yeah, blown my mind. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding? You are, you know, you're the kind of person that people want to be, I feel like. I know that sounds like a funny thing to say, but, you know, when you think about people who are passionate about pets or wanting to make a big life change or wanting to make an impact or any of those, or those three things put together, you know, people don't recognize or people don't realize, I think, that it's totally attainable. It's a totally attainable goal to have a vision, have a passion and just be bold and do it. And I think that, you know, from what I understand about your background, and obviously I want to learn a lot more about it, that's really what you've done. How do you, when you think about yourself and you think about that you are who you are, you're doing what you're doing, do you have to pinch yourself or do you feel like you're in this, or do you feel like this is how it was supposed to be? I don't know that I feel either of those. I sit there and I look at other people and I think, am I doing enough? Am I trying hard enough? Am I doing the best I can be doing for my animals and for other people's animals? So... Yeah, it's a bit hard to sort of work out which one I fit into. I think it's more a case of I come from a point of view where it's like, what can I do better? How can I do it better? Thinking about that rather than looking back, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I think that um, I think that that's how passionate entrepreneurs do approach the world. Am I doing the best I can do? Can tomorrow be better than it was today? But I mean, at the end of the day, you must hear stories, right? You must hear stories from people who your product has helped. Dogs, of course, from the people who own the dogs and the products that, that, that have helped them. What, I mean, in those moments, what is your takeaway? How do you feel when you hear, um, when you hear a story, when you hear someone endorse your product, when you hear a personal anecdote? What emotions come up then? I'm just so thrilled and happy that the animal has had a better quality of life. I'm thrilled that the owner's chosen our products and they've worked and they've, you know, people have actually found out, yes, they do what they say they do. And it's, it's a real warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And it just makes you feel really humbled at the same time. It's it's just great. It's um, yeah, it's it's a really cool feeling, a really cool feeling, and it, it really makes all the hard work you put into in the background that people aren't aware of worthwhile. Yeah, really. So you just, I mean, you just started doing this in 2010, correct? Yeah, we just registered the company in 2010. Yes, definitely. And will you talk about that? Will you talk about what happened the day before? So I know that May 12th was a day that. Your dog was diagnosed with dilated cardiomyopathy. Yeah. Talk about talk about that day and then how you knew that this was going to be the next stage of your life in terms of creating a product and becoming an entrepreneur. How, what was the moment between May 12th and the day that the product came on the market? What was that moment that you knew that this was going to be the reality? Believe it or not, it wasn't the day that Rosie was diagnosed with DCM. The day Rosie was diagnosed with DCM, I was just like, okay, suck it up. 
you've got a disease here, you know it's terminal, now the next step is to look at how you can do the best quality of life for her. So out of my mouth, right into my specialist face was, what can I give her to help her quality of life? And he said, oh, just give her fish oil. So that's when I went looking for a New Zealand fish oil, and it took a couple of months to really source what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And it was a, more of a process. It wasn't a big aha moment. It was, I got the oil, I tried it on her. I had some neighbours down the road and they had a dog that was a bit sore and I'd read quite a lot more research papers that had been put out by universities at this stage to see, you know, what for sure benefits would be effective. So I started giving some of the trial samples out that we had away and from there it just developed and then someone said to me, oh, you can't give me this for free. I've got to give you something for this. And I was just, oh, okay then and... And from there it just sort of started and then I went to an event and a guy said, you can't be doing this, you need to register a company, you need to get yourself, you know, properly sorted out. It's not that hard. So it just... You, um, so you really, you were forced to become an entrepreneur. People were pushing money at you. <laughs> that, I mean, that's not hearing. <laughs> they weren't pushing money. Oh, that would happen. <laughs> at the time I was still teaching. So, and I do still teach now, now that I've gone and got all the, the excess baggage that comes with business, you know, all the... All the stuff you have to go through with like, the accounting side of things and the, the exporting of product and the making of product and properly manufactured premises and so forth. That, you know, the whole thing just, it's like a snowball effect. A tiny, it started like a tiny dot with an idea in it and, and I was in a teaching job I knew was ending and the lady said to me, what are you going to do next year? And I just blurted out of my mouth, I'm going to sell my fish oil. <laughs> just, it all sort of, it was all in that sort of same time period, knowing what, you know, it sort of just went from a dot to a small blo- dot. And then once you've said something out loud, you've sort of got to make it happen because otherwise you don't look like you're, you know, genuine. Or So what I'm hearing you talk about when people were asking what you're doing with your product and you were kind of trying to formulate things and as you described, it started out as this small dot and you and it was snowballing, that you were feeling, I'm going to put the word in your mouth, you didn't say this word, I'm going to say this word for you, that you were feeling challenged by the the appearance of the authenticity behind your becoming this entrepreneur and developing your product. So am I somewhat, am I right about that? Am I on target at all? Definitely. When I look back now, definitely. At the time, I didn't realize it as that. But now looking back from the huge amount of growth I've done in the last five years, definitely that would be perfect, a perfect way to sum it up. Growth as a person or growth as a company or both? Oh, both. both. Um, we're not a huge company yet. We're, we've still got a long way to go. But as a person, the amount of learning I've done in the last five years and the fact that I've been able to, in some cases, pass that learning on to other people to help them grow in their business as well, it's been just, yeah, incredible, really incredible. Um, it's not something you could just walk into a university and write a course on and have it done, you know, in four or five years. This sort of growth doesn't come from that situation because there's a lot more to it. It's about, you know, relationships with people. It's about dealing with other larger structured companies, learning how they work, also learning about how, how to source product ingredients, how to source packaging, all the regulations that are involved with New Zealand. With New Zealand, when you export, there's a lot of regulations you've got to go through before the product can leave the country, which is why we've got a lot of people overseas are wanting our product because they know that we're very, very stringent about controlling the way our product is handled and what's done with our product and how carefully um, we are with our products. Will you talk about your product? I mean, I know we've been we've been talking about your product from a kind of more of a, you know, we've been talking about it as in quotes as the product, not we're abstractly, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. We've Sorry. been talking about it in abstract form. No, no, it's good. And I think that, you know, 
obviously I want to, I think that for our time together, what is of most interest to me and what I would say is probably most interest to folks who are listening is hearing about you, the person, um, your product. I think it's important to get some groundwork in so we understand what the product is, but I really, we will get people to the website and we'll get people access to information. So you're the person, you're the reason that we're here, you, you, you. But I do want you to talk a little bit and tell me a little bit about um, what the product is and, and who are, who's your target audience or who's your target customer. So our product is sustainable hokey oil, which is a fish that is off the coast of New Zealand. Now it's it's well controlled because it's quota driven by the government, but it, a lot of it is um, harvested under uh, Marine Stewardship Council regulations. So it is sustainable, but it's very you know highly looked after around the world because of the MSC regulations that are in place from a global perspective. So and always as a company is one of my values personally, and I've put this into the company as well that. We look after the planet while looking after the pets. So the pets are helping look after the planet in an eco-friendly way with everything we do. So sourcing our hokey oil, we take it from, from the liver. So that's an awful part of the fish that is generally either used in a very minimalistic way or it is, it's put into byproduct situations. And we're drawing out of the, the liver at the moment, we're drawing out um, the real good EPA DHA levels, which are they're the parts of the omega-3 which support the immune system and help the animal's body to be able to do what it should be doing. So it gives it the nourishment that it requires to, to be able to fight um, diseases and to be able to support the joints to do, not feel the pain for the arthritis and decrease the amount of inflammation, etc. So it's an anti-inflammatory agent. Is that, is that yeah, kind of the, is that the focus of, of the product? effects as well. It also helps with production. You notice with a lot of our animals that go on to our fish oil, the tear production improves and increases. And we've had some cat owners have come back and said they just about took their cats out of dry eye medication, but they couldn't quite do it because the tear production had increased so much, but they'd, they'd certainly decreased the amount of medication they were giving their cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really good fatty acid. It, it's an essential fatty acid, and you need to give that to an animal in its diet, especially a mammal, either cats or dogs monkeys so they can't just make it within their body they can't convert anything they get in another format they with this fish oil they take it in they digest it and it can be put to work in the body instantaneously basically sometimes you won't see results until it's built up for you know six or seven weeks or 12 weeks in some cases Um, so can any species take this can it can it can your product be um ingested by cats and monkeys as you said and what about people um, yes, definitely. It's human grade, so everything we do is human grade. Um, there is hake oil um, being used in the human side of the industry as well. So yes, it can be taken by people, certainly. Um, we don't have a way for humans at the moment because my personal focus is around animals. But yes, hake oil for humans is, is awesome. The testing we've done in the lab against New Zealand farm salmon oil, we've come in with the hokey being a high EPA and a higher DHA level, and that's okay. happened on a couple of occasions but you know that's that's not well wide and and also when you're farming salmon it depends on what you're feeding the salmon as to the results you're going to get obviously with a wild fish you're not feeding it so it's going to eat whatever it wants and it's going to be able to have a diet of what it requires so the amount of dha and epa and and other things within that fish will obviously regulate determined by what's available in the environment with a, a farm fish you can provide what is required and you can guarantee certain things coming from that fish when it's processed. Okay, that makes sense. Let me ask you, do you take your do you take one every day? Um or no two I don't or three or four. 
<laughs> I don't have the capsule format. I have the liquid format, so I tend to mix it in with orange juice or something that tastes a bit better. <laughs> uh, we don't it does taste like fishy. Does it taste fishy? Very. <laughs> I know. You know it's funny. I, bought, I bought my daughter some fish oil gummies. Now, she's four. And for kids, they, you know, everything is in gummy form, whatever, whatever the heck it is. And so I bought her some, you know, my husband and I take fish oil and I wanted her to take some. So I thought, oh, listen, I can't give her real fish oil because it tastes like, you know, fish. But let me give her some gummies. She won't eat them because, you know what, even the gummies with all of the sugar and preservatives and colors and flavors that they try hiding and masking that flavor, they can't. It still yeah. tastes like a gummy, like a fish gummy bear. No one, who wants a fish flavored gummy bear? No one. I can tell you, not a four-year-old. It's no. funny because it's so potent. It's so potent. It is. And um, the dogs love the flavor. They're qu- quite the opposite. They just love the fishy listen, taste. They love the palatable. You and I both know what dogs really like, right? They eat cat poop. So I'm sure, you know, fish oil is a delicacy because, you know, certainly their palate is very different than, than yours and mine. All right, listen, on that note, we're going to take a quick break so people can think about dogs eating cat poop because that's quite the visual to go into break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more uh, with you and learn more about you and your and your beautiful life that you've developed for yourself. And I want to talk about some advice you give to people who are who have come across something that they think would be useful in the pet space and, and maybe give some advice around how they can approach problem solving. So on that note, Fiona, we'll be right back, everybody, with Fiona. It's designerpetsweaters.com, hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back from break. Jamie McDonald, your host, Pets in Business here on Pet Life Radio Network. And I am here with my beautiful guest, Fiona, Fiona Robertson. We're talking about, um, well, we were talking about dogs eating cat poop before we went to break, but I think we can probably, we could probably skip past that now and talk more about, about why we're here today talking because you are a bold entrepreneur. I really want to talk about, you know, I know we already, you know, had some time where we talked about this trajectory that you've been on from the diagnosis for, for Rosie, from Rosie's diagnosis from that point to where you are now. But there are a lot of folks who have great ideas, right? And, and in fact, I read something this morning. I'm going to read it to you. Hold on here. See if I can find it. I read this book every morning called, uh, I read a book called Time Warrior, which is a tremendous little book. It's a, I don't know, it's 300 pages or so. It's super small. Each passage is a couple of pages at best. 
And I was reading something. I didn't even think about the fact that here we would be talking about this. Uh, the, when I, the, the, this passage was called Stop All That Thinking. And it's, you know, it's a couple of paragraphs about how people get stuck in their thoughts. And that at the end of the day, people kind of will potentially could suffer from this, what they're calling a sick form of self-hypnosis. And as the book reads, it says, in the end, it can only be my thinking that weighs me down. In fact, uh, the only thing that can ever weigh me down is my own thinking. And then uh, it goes on to say a couple of other things. And then at the end, of the, the end of the passage is doing, on the other hand, is underrated. Doing is the most underrated thing there ever was. And, you know, so that was my, I, I always read something when I get to my desk every morning just to kind of like, it's a, you know, it's a moment of just reflection and a little, a little uh, as, as corny that sounds, a little meditation point as an entrepreneur. I think that's important to center, as, as anyone, really. Mm-hmm. But I read that this morning. Here we are talking now, right, because there's no accidents in life. And here we are talking. And I think that the connection for people between a vision, a passion, an idea, a concept is how do you get to the doing part? And I know that, you know, between that, that moment of inspiration and actually execution, there's a lot of fear for most people. Do you have that fear? Did, and what did that look like for you? I'm assuming you had some fear. I'm assuming that that's, I mean, I think everyone does. What did the fear look like for you and how much did you have to fight that? I think the fear is still there, to be honest. It's fear every day. I think the easiest bit for me was to go and get the oil for Rosie. That was the easiest bit. And I think the hardest bit now is facing the world without oil and and sharing it. I think that's the hardest thing. I think that's the bigger fear is stepping off the cliff after you've walked up to the cliff. Walking up to the cliff for me is is getting the product sorted. And that's the easy bit, stepping it off and, and then being exposed to the whole world and saying, I've got something here that's great. The fear is I think more the fear of rejection, from, judgment. Uh, yeah, from the yeah, world, fear so. of judgment. No. Yeah, it's crazy how much that. It, it, really, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, I think as women too, I think that's a big part for us. I think that that plays bigger for women than it does for men. But if you think about how much we allow our fear of other people's judgment to keep us from being the greatest that we can be, to keep us from our complete greatness and standing in our power in the most exquisite way. I feel like the women entrepreneurs that I know, um, we all have that. And even the most successful amongst us, um, I feel like it's still there. And here you are with this amazing product that came from this place of complete authenticity, doing something that you know has a bold and amazing, has a huge impact that has been validated over and over and over again, both from the medical profession, also from your from your customers, from your own experience. Yet you talk about and you're talking right now that there's still that that there's still that fear there. So are there what are the what tools do you use or do you use any tools to help to mitigate some of that fear? And I mean are the, do you read any books? Do you go to any, you know, support groups? Do you write? Do you do you have a, someone in your life that you talk to? What are the tools that you can recommend to other people to get past that fear and just go for it. I've got a small repertoire here in New Zealand. I've got my my business partner who also happens to be my husband. He's quite supportive. And I belong to a couple of industry places here in New Zealand. But I don't tend, because we're rural, I don't tend to integrate with them as often as I should be because I'm also teaching during the day as well. I tend to use, believe it or not, an American organisation called Women in the Pet Industry. And I joined that about a year ago. And I have I have been contacting people within that industry. And one of the main reasons I've done that is A, they're women, but also B, they're in the pet industry. In New Zealand, the pet industry is very small and I can count on one hand the number of women that are involved in the pet industry in New Zealand that are interested Mm -hmm. 
from the same angle that I am. And I've, when I found women in the pet industry, I joined this group thinking, oh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Every person I've spoken to in there has been supportive, has been encouraging. I haven't had one experience with one person in there yet that has done anything different. Well, in full disclosure, (laughs) I think we need to have a moment. I I think we need to have a moment of full disclosure, Fiona, that I also am a member of Women in the Pet Industry, and I have had the exact. Do you know that? I don't know if you know. No, I didn't know that. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. No, no, I listen. I don't take any offense with it at all. I, I am so glad that we're making this connection right now. I think that Shauna, the founder and CEO of that group, would be delighted to hear this moment and make sure she does. But that's a great resource, and I'm so glad you brought it up because we actually had Shauna on as a guest a couple of months ago, and she was fabulous. She was, in fact, one of my favorite guests I've ever had on the show. So let's just let's just you and I together do a we'll do a collaborative shout out to Whippin, and let's give let's give that website out as long as we're talking about. It. I'll put it in the notes of the of our of our podcast as well. But let me grab that. What is that website? Let's see here. Is it Whippin? What is it? Women. What is it? Okay, women in the pet industry dot com. See, Fiona knows. Oh yeah, you're right. There it is. So there you go, folks. If you're a woman and you're listening to the show, which could be easily 50% of our listening audience right now, uh, womeninthepetindustry.com is a great place to get, like Fiona said, the support from like-minded, like-minded individuals uh, with a very similar path and some similar um, attributes overall. Um, I've also, you know, pushed a few New Zealand women that I'm aware of in New Zealand that are in pet industry. One in particular has um, been over to the conf- uh, not sure to the conference, but to a couple of events that women in the pet industry have held at some of the trade shows. And yeah, she's got a lot out of it as well. Everybody else, good to hear that. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think we'll make sure you and I together. We'll make sure that Shauna gets a gets to hear this. Shauna, hi. And we're both saying hi to you right now. She deserves it. She's a she's a powerful. She's a powerhouse, and she knows what she's doing. And she brought the right people together at the right time. Um, and and I think that you that's great. Too. I think that I emailed her and I asked her for a Skype conversation. I said, well, "Look, I just want to find out what this is all about and if it's open to global." And I think that was when Shauna said, "Well, yeah, and if you want to come, come." And I and sort of left it, threw it back in my court, and it was like, <gasps> "Okay, um, what do I do?" So I joined, <laughs> and it was the best. Yeah. At that stage, $99 US I'd ever paid. And it was one of the cheapest organisations to join for me personally. The New Zealand organisations are a lot more expensive than that in New Zealand dollars. You know, five times is more more expensive. And you don't get the support. You don't have the connection. You aren't able to draw on people. If I put something up on the Whippin Facebook page, I will get two, three, four, five answers within a matter of time. No, it's true. It's really true. I've seen that. That is a very active page and lots of, uh, lots of cool people. In fact, we've... We should make sure make a count of how many Whippin members we've had on this show. It's got to be, oh. including you and Sean and myself. I mean, there's at least a half a dozen folks, and so I'll have to I'll have to make a count. So and I guess I've the question from Whippin, my tools is one of the people in Whippin. Um, we've set a time up. We meet. We try to meet every week um, um, via Skype as an accountability partner, and that that is a driving force to keep me on track and keep me going, keep me focused. Oh, I love that you just brought that up, an accountability partner. That is, I think that for um, folks that are sole entrepreneurs, um, they don't have a staff perhaps or they don't have a business partner, it can be very difficult to maintain that level of motivation and drive and also just to have someone bounce something, you know, ideas, am I crazy? Does this sound like a reasonable thing? 
ideas come from all over the place when you're in business for yourself, and it's great to have a, another party that can be a, a sounding board and a, to tell you that either you're brilliant or you're crazy or some combination of both. So I love that tool, brilliant tool, finding a, a, someone to keep you honest and keep you um, accounted, accountable. I like that for even anything, whether it's you know working out or eating healthy or you know, yep. um, whatever. There's just lots of ways that accountability, you know, us as human beings, we need that. We need to, I know I do, to be held accountable. Um, if not, I think I would be I'm in a different place. I'm exercise, and if it wasn't for my group of women on a Monday night we do Pilates with, I wouldn't do it. And sadly, our Pilates instructor is leaving, which is really sad. So we won't be in the same group or we won't even be doing Pilates on a Monday night now which is really sad but for the last two years it's been the most amazing group and it's made me do physical exercise. Oh my god I love hearing that I'm so glad that you just shared that I have I am really I feel like it's funny every time I um, get every time I have conversations with someone um, on this show I feel like even though the show is for everybody, I always feel like I have this selfish thing where I get to hear something that I needed to hear. And just now I needed to hear what you just said. I've been really struggling with trying to find time. In fact, I talked about this on the last episode with my last guest. I've been struggling to find time for myself and how do I carve that out and how do I make that a priority? And you're right. It is the accountability thing. You can use that accountability for physical fitness. I want to get to a yoga class once a week and I just have you know myself and my calendar to be accountable for. I need to find a yoga buddy. Thank you, Fiona. That was a huge gift you just gave me. I really appreciate that. You're a beautiful person. Um, let me ask you this as we have to start kind of winding down, unfortunately, because this is such a great conversation. I hate to have to wind things down when they're going so well and you're so lovely. The big question that I always like to ask everybody, I just ask the people who I think are in a place to be able to answer it, which is where do you see yourself in five years? You know, it's a cheesy question, and but it's actually for someone like you, I feel like it's very meaningful and I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. I'd really like to see the company doing a lot better. I'd like to see us, you know, have grown to the point where I'm able to support people financially better than what I am at the moment so that we've got employees on board and they're getting, you know, a good income. I'd like to be able to be going and meeting people more face-to-face because New Zealand's so remote, it's so expensive to travel, so it's really hard to meet people face-to-face, especially the ones you've helped their animals with from different countries or, you know, people that you've, you've spoken to, for example, you know, tender whipping conference and things like that. That's what I'd like to be doing regularly in five years' time is going and seeing people and, and doing all the things that people with closer countries can do quite easily and quite readily. Yeah, so that's that's what I'd like to be doing is being out there and being more of a face for, for new films. And we've got a number of products that are in R&D stage or in validation stage and I, I'd really like to see those out um, and being sold and, and being effective in animals' lives and having, you know, evidence testimonial, video testimonial, preferably, of those products having the effect we're designing them to have. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. If people want to find you, I'll list all of your, all of your data at the uh, bottom of the of post page on uh, Petsmean Business website page. <laughs> Petsmean Business website page. On Petley Radio's Petsmean Business page, we'll have all of, the, all of the details around how people can reach you. And can people order your product online? Yeah, well, in the USA, it's available on Amazon Prime at the moment. We're That's still right. looking That's for books and orders. But, um, and okay. in New Zealand, we're the same. We do free shipping in New Zealand. Um, I'm pretty sure Amazon Prime do free shipping. But don't quote me on that because um, not in the States. We're available in Singapore as well. And if anybody else anywhere around the world wants to get hold of us, and you're more than welcome. That would be fantastic. Wonderful. And we'll make sure we post all of 
um, people and if anyone has any questions, they can email me, jamie at petliferadio.com. And again, we'll post everything for the website. It's newflands, E-W-F-L-A-N-D-S dot C-O dot N-Z. And again, the, I'll, I'll post Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all that other good stuff. And you know what? We actually have a sample of your product in the office. Oh, um, wow. because we, do you, I don't know if you know that. So we're, we have Newfoundland people here. I don't know if you know that either. And uh, so somehow I saw your product come across the desk. I had, it's somewhere. I have to go find it now. I saw, I saw it come in, and then I wasn't here. And now I'm back, and now I need to find out where that is. But I know that it's here. I think you sent it to Jennifer. Yeah, I did send Jennifer some samples, definitely. Okay, that's what it is. I'm going to have to go hunt all that down and smell it. So uh, <laughs> I got I to smell it. Uh, listen, Fiona, you have been awesome. I've so enjoyed speaking with you. You're just delightful and, and super uh, authentic and just, I don't know, you're you have good energy. You have really good energy that comes across uh, here in this podcast. And certainly, I think when you have good energy and you're authentic and you are doing something that is passion-based, you have nothing but success ahead of you. So, and I wish you much of it, and I wish you all the best. And I look forward to getting to know you better through Whippin and through the other channels of which I'm sure we will connect. So, thank you so much for taking time today and spending it here with me on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And uh, that's it. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Fiona. Thank you, um, Jamie. I really appreciate being asked. I'm so I was so humbled when I got approached by Jennifer and yourself and uh, and Melanie. You've got an awesome team there, and and you know, yeah, just incredibly humbled. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate. Well, you're you're very welcome, and that I, I, that is very sweet of you to say. I feel it. I I, I don't. I don't know. I appreciate it. I'm very. I don't, I'm sure I'm many colors of red right now. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. And uh, this is a love fest, folks. See how a love fest sounds? Now we all know what a love fest sounds like. And there will be another love, another love fest on our next show coming up shortly in about a week or so. But for now, please enjoy and go back and listen to more of Miss Fiona. And we'll make sure that uh, we'll post all of her info. And that's it. This is the end of our episode today. Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure being here with you for the last. 45 minutes or so here on Pet Radio Network. I'm Jamie McDonald, your host on Pet Mean Business. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.